Hello and welcome to the faculty interview. Covering the latest breakthroughs, research news and insight, delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In this interview Rachel Lofthouse discusses the significance of specialist expertise in coaching head teachers. Amongst the research findings were strong indicators of the value placed by the head teachers on the expertise, independence and quality of the coaching provision. So this study was commissioned by the National Education Union, which is the newly formed um, education union for teachers and teaching assistants, I think, as well, and school leaders. Um, and it's formed by the merger of two other unions. And it's, it's the largest teaching union in Europe, I understand. And one of the things that they have been doing and actually it predates the formation of the National Education Union because it was established first of all by the NUT, the National Union for Teachers, is um, funding and supporting a programme of coaching for head teachers. So I've, that's quite a long convoluted explanation, but essentially for the last three years, the union has put aside a smallish proportion of their money, of their budget, to support the development of a coaching program for head teachers because it's recognised that head teachers are often experiencing high levels of stress, that we have some problems in relation to head teacher recruitment and retention, and that actually there wasn't um, an easy mechanism that the union had to support them specifically. So over the last three years, money was put aside to uh, fund coaching. The coaching tender was won by a coaching organisation called Integrity Coaching, uh, led by its director Viv Grant, who herself is an ex-head teacher. And they have been offering a, a year-long programme of coaching to head teachers who volunteered to be coached. And there were no specific criteria against which the head teacher volunteers were selected. It was simply, if you would like to be coached, and as long as there are still places on our program, we can offer you that for free. So the union funded a number of head teachers, uh, not a huge number, 39 in the last academic year, to be coached by Integrity Coaching. And we were asked to do an evaluation of that program if you like to test out the hypotheses that this was a worthwhile spend uh, from the union's point of view and to understand better what coaching might be offering these head teachers and what the impact of that might be. So we started um, our research in September 2018 and we finished it in July 2019 following the progress of this cohort of head teachers. We wanted to go beyond a simple evaluation of this is what we set out to do. Can we um, identify, you know, on a checklist what was and wasn't achieved? We wanted to better understand what this phenomenon was in relation to the coaching program and the engagement with coaching uh, by the head teachers. And we wanted to draw together the perspectives of a number of stakeholders. And I don't really like that word stakeholders, but I suppose it's a, it's a shorthand uh, for many things. And in our case, we wanted the perspective, first of all, of the head teachers who had volunteered to be coached. And uh, we tracked 
um, well, they were asked to volunteer to engage with the research, and some of them did, and we tracked them through the year to gain their perspective on the coaching process and how it had impacted on them. We also wanted the perspective of the coaches, um, and partly because we wanted to identify whether or not there was a good match between what the coaches felt their work ought to be able to achieve for the head teachers and whether the head teachers agreed that that's what uh, was or wasn't achieved. And also we wanted to understand a little bit more about who these coaches were and what the stance was that they took. So although it was um, you know, a single program that the NEU was buying into, we understood that every coaching relationship and every, yeah, every coaching partnership would be unique and that actually part of that uniqueness came, uh, because, came about because the coaches were all unique. So we wanted to, to gain a bit more insight about the coaches and their work and their understanding of the practice. And we also wanted to gain insight from the uh, director of this grant who had designed the coaching programme in conjunction with the union and had recruited the coaches to that programme and had matched the head teachers to those coaches and who facilitated the whole provision. So we wanted to gain all of their perspectives. And the way that we did that um, was through nothing very difficult or startling, but partly because everybody's busy and you have to be cautious about in, you know, adding additional workload. Um, but we used a questionnaire. So if you like, we surveyed the head teachers um, a number of times across the year. And we also did interviews with head teachers at two points during the year. And each interview took about 30 minutes. So to try and you know, allow them to expand on the responses to, their, to the questionnaires to give us more insight into their own personal perspectives um, across the year. And also, we undertook um, telephone interviews with the coaches, a sample of the coaches, to gain more insight into to their perspective on the practice. And we also held um, a focus group at the end of the year of the head teachers. In fact, there was two focus groups at the end of the year. So we were gaining insights all the way across the year and we were we were trying to make sense of um, how the how each individual narrative allowed us insight into the the programme overall but also into the unique qualities of the coaching and the unique outcomes for the head teachers. So whilst we want to be able to tell a strong overriding story. We've developed a number of themes from that story. We're also trying to be really respectful of each individual narrative because there was a very broad range of head teachers who engaged with the coaching. So you'd expect them to have very different um, very different accounts and very different perspectives. The overall finding was that this was a very positively received programme. That the head teachers who had offered, not had offered, they had volunteered to be coached, they'd asked for coaching, um, they typically saw the whole year out in that coaching process. So there was there was very little um, fallout, and that's quite unusual, to be fair. Um, so they, they stuck with it, and, and, they, and they made sure that they prioritised the time that was needed for them to engage with it successfully. And, you know, some of the head teachers, for example, example, told us that, 
you know, and I know this, my husband's a head teacher, so I kind of get, I get the stories that their diaries at the start of a week are always fluid, that they never know which of the meetings they'll have to delegate to somebody else or which other priorities will emerge, what other, you know, issues they might be dealing with. But that actually the one thing that they maintained in their diary and were hugely resistant to um, postpone, delay or cancel was the coaching. Even though when they undertook coaching, it would take most of the day uh, to actually get themselves to a venue to be coached, give themselves the thinking time ahead of coaching, give themselves the two hours for the coaching episode itself, and then the kind of coming away from it and the thinking beyond the coaching conversation itself. So even though it was often quite a substantial chunk of a working week, it was one of the only things that they were really careful to to prioritise because they understood quite quickly um, across the course of the year that it was having a positive impact on their well-being and also on their decision-making, on their um, ability to support colleagues, but also to allow colleagues to support the process of leading and managing schools. So they could see these tangible benefits that were resulting from the coaching conversations quite quickly and then they you know they they learned if you like that it was worth prioritizing them so there were a number of themes that emerged from the head teachers and they were related to well-being mental and physical health family life and also enjoyment in the job um there was it was interesting that none of them said the job itself got easier and that many of them said the job had got harder in the years up to last year when they were being coached and also as the year went on. So if you like, the, the role of head teacher is getting more and more um, acute and more and more difficult. They certainly experienced that. But they also uh, said that they were able to draw on the coaching experience to understand how important it was to maintain their sense of um, work-life balance um, and to ensure that they were fit enough for the job in all sorts of ways, mentally and physically, cognitively fit enough for the job. So the head teachers were very articulate in terms of talking about the pressures that the job brought and how the coaching was one of the ways that they managed some of those pressures and also one of the ways that they helped to um, put into perspective some of those pressures. Um, and it's interesting as well that the head teachers, as I said, came from a very wide range of backgrounds. They were both, well, they were primary and secondary heads, um, and special school, actually. They also had between one year's experience in headship up to about 17, 18 years. Some of them had been heads in a number of different schools, um, so it wasn't, this wasn't a program that was offered to heads in their first year or heads in their fifth year. This was something that was offered across the board and was appreciated across the board. So there was quite a big uh, finding around uh, well-being. And some of the head teachers went as far as to say that they had asked to be coached as a last resort, that they felt that they were so close to burnout, that their resilience was so eroded, that they were likely to give up the job and that actually they wanted to see whether coaching could be that last resort, 
you know, that last thing that they did that would get them back on track, give them back the uh, the capacity to do the job well. And some of them said, that I was that close to leaving, but actually now I'm happier again, I'm more confident again. The challenges haven't gone away, but I am a different person and I'm able to meet those differently. And I'm also able to advocate differently within that zone. So I'm, I'm able to advocate differently for my pupils. I'm going to advocate differently for my staff. I'm going to interact differently with my pupils, my staff, my community, my governors, my parents. And all of those things help me keep the job and myself in a better balance. So they were able to talk about that. They were also able to talk about how it had helped them realign their daily practice with their values as educators and how it had brought them up sharp sometimes to recognize how difficult it was to keep those two things in alignment in the current system, but how important it was that as leaders in that system, they went back to values-driven practice and articulated those values to those people who needed to be, to be held in a place that was more confident and more secure. So they talked a lot about that. And they also talked um, a lot about how the coaching episodes created a space in which they were able to rehearse some of the hard and difficult thinking and sometimes the hard and difficult conversations they needed to have, which then meant that when they needed to do that thinking in practice back in the school, when they needed to hold those conversations, when they needed to work differently with colleagues, they were more confident in doing so and that that was having a positive effect on the people they worked with. And, and I think the other thing that they talked about in terms of the experience of being coached was how for some of them it was helping them to recognize how they could use coaching itself within their schools. So they were, if you like, treading into that, that coaching culture and creating more of a coaching culture within their school. So it was changing some of the conversations that they had with their deputy heads or some of the performance management conversations that they had or some of the ways they worked with governors. So they were taking some of the um, tools of coaching that they'd experienced for themselves and deploying them in their school environments and reporting positive effects of that. So the, co the head teachers who'd been coached were very, um, each story was different because they were all in a different place when they started um, and they had different um, dilemmas that they were facing, personal and professional dilemmas, but they were very confident that their coaching made a difference. Some of them felt much more confident than others, that's true, because some of them um, you know, everybody's different and coaching isn't a panacea. It's not just a, you know, it's not a straightforward thing that you just layer on and it suddenly becomes, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that makes life so much easier. So coaching for the head teachers seemed to have a very powerful impact and, and a number of the head teachers in the focus group were very strong in their um, belief that you should, we, the system should always provide head teachers with coaching if head teachers wanted it if they wanted it. It shouldn't be imposed, but it should be available. So there was a very strong sense that it should be available for head teachers because it was something which was unlike any other form of support or leadership development, was more personalized and was more developmental. It was interesting talking 
to the head teachers about whether they'd had other experiences of coaching and what it was about this coaching experience that they particularly valued, whether or not they'd had other experiences of coaching. And the things which they valued was, were absolutely the independence of the coaches. The fact that the coaches were in no way associated with the school, with the multi-academy trust, with the local authority, with any other network that they were working within. That they were entirely independent. That they were expert coaches. So they felt that the time that they were investing as head teachers in the coaching process was being rewarded by the expertise of the coaching. So the benefits were real that they said they didn't have conversations like these with anyone else in the system. And they really recognized what that, what the expert coaches were able to offer. They were not disheartened if the coaches hadn't themselves been head teachers. They didn't see that as an issue. What they recognized was the quality of the coaching itself and the, the high level of empathy and the insightfulness of the questions and the breadth of the coach's skills in offering a support and scaffold for them to do this highly um, reflected, reflective and sophisticated thinking, and often to, to embrace the emotional aspect. You know, coaching is a space often where the emotions become quite evident, and the coach needs the expertise to, if, if you like, support that and embrace that. So they were hugely, hugely um, impressed, genuinely impressed with the quality of the coaching. And it's interesting because that that coaching expertise didn't come from a single place. So although it was one organisation that had been um, Integrity Coaching, they had been the organisation that provided the coaching, Integrity Coaching draws coaches in from a range of different backgrounds, both professionally and also in terms of their qualifications and coaching experience, and then thinks carefully about how you match people to create really positive um, coaching relationships. So it's not the case that all the coaches had had the same template of coaching training and had the same coaching qualifications. It's not the case that all those coaches had the same professional CV. What mattered was that in their role as coaching, as coaches, they brought a high level of expertise, but that that expertise was um, quite diverse. And it's interesting also that what was highly important to the organisation Integrity Coaching that provided the coaching was that the coaches were also seen as learners. So the coaches worked collaboratively through a kind of supervision model so that they were always given opportunities to reflect on their coaching work, to develop insight and expertise from other coaches about how to further develop their, ex their, their coaching work. And so that essentially what you've got is this, this network, this, this, this network of, of of integrity, I mean that sounds like a cliche actually because the organisation is called integrity but it was a high, has had a high degree of integrity. The other thing that was unusual actually, um, genuinely quite unusual about this programme was that the head teachers who were coached, whilst they were all coached in a confidential relationship with their coach, 
they actually also all came together as a group of head teachers at the beginning of the process and again at the end of the process. So they were given an opportunity to work collaboratively as head teachers to understand what the coaching might offer them, to feed into the coaching program a sense of the challenges that they faced together, and then at the end of the year to come back and almost have coaching conversations with each other about the experience of coaching. So often coaching is seen as something which is highly individualized and confidential, and it is confidential in this case, but it was also something which, as a group of head teachers, they, they, they gained some benefit from the peer network as well. So I think the main conclusions are that it was a, another opportunity to find out more about the challenges and complexities of being ahead at this point in time. And that, you know, that those challenges and those complexities do unfortunately have an impact on the resilience and well-being of head teachers. And that actually that needs to be addressed. So it, it was an opportunity to explore some of that. Um, and then it was interesting to find that the head teachers had no doubt that the coaching helped them not reduce the complexities and they can't get rid of the challenges so it's it's not something which disappears the problems but it is something which can build their resilience it can help to support their well-being which allows them to go back into those complex and challenging situations and work confidently in them head teachers are you know hugely expert professionals on the whole and and, and we need to allow them to do their work well. And coaching seemed to be one of the ways um, that they could regain the confidence and the self-belief to do their work well. So that was a really important finding. I would never advocate that we don't address what the challenges are, but we can't get rid of the complexities. It is a very complex role, and we have to accept that and allow um, our heads to have the support needed to address those complexities. Um, another really important finding, I think, was that head teachers often feel very isolated, which can seem like quite an odd conclusion, because they, you know they go to work in a very busy environment with lots of other adults and loads of kids, and you know one of the things about those environments is that they're never they're hardly ever on their own, although there are times when they feel highly isolated, because they are usually a head teacher and the only person in that role, although there is, you know, there's a great number of head teachers that are working as co-head teachers now. Um, the buck stops with them. When offset phone up, it's them that has to deal with the with that initial phone call and then the consequences of the phone call. And also the system has created a situation where a lot of head teachers feel that they can't automatically um, express their anxieties and their vulnerabilities to the people closest to them because actually they're being judged all the time on the efficacy of their work. Um, and often that those judgments are uh, based on measures and metrics that are not recognizing the whole of their work, but just, just, just parts of it. So actually, coaching helped them feel less isolated. They had somebody else to share some of their anxieties and concerns with and to help them think through how to uh, go back into the workplace and work confidently. 
There, were also, there was also evidence that the head teachers felt um, that it, the coaching helped them to develop and maintain effective management approaches. So it had a direct impact on the way that they worked with their colleagues. It gave them time to prioritize the things they needed to do. It gave, gave them an opportunity to think through the decisions they had to make and actually go in back into the workplace with a clearer sense of purpose, a clearer roadmap, and if you like, clarity in the direction that they were going to take. So there was a definite kind of efficacy in relation to, you know, going back into the workplace and being able to get on with the job, um, which perhaps had been overwhelming them prior to that. Um, the other thing I think which is a key finding is that it really helped them work on their identity. So why they have become head teachers, well why they have become teachers in the first place, what has kept them in education, what they valued, what they believed, what they wanted and strived to do, and how they as individuals were important within a system which can often make it feel as if the individual is less important than the system rolling on. So that sense that they were the they were people in the right place, that their values mattered within the system and that actually, you know, because of their values, they were um, more up for the challenge. And so I think that notion of it being focused, supportive and reflective was was very important in terms of them regaining their sense of identity as leaders within a very complex and challenging system. So we certainly had evidence of that. And then finally, just going back to that sense of who the coaches were and the quality of the coaching being really, really important. And I think that that perhaps is the most important outcome in terms of recommendations, that actually if we're going to do this and do this with good effect, we have to think very, very carefully about how we create the capacity in the system to have enough good coaches who can work independently um, and can actually support head teachers in a way which is unique um, and isn't, you know, is, isn't, uh, if you like, just a, a replacement for some other form of support. That coaching is something that's particular and different and needs to have, you know, an investment and also an understanding in that. And certainly, my conversations with policymakers uh, suggest that whilst they whilst they understand that. It's not an easy lesson because actually you can't do this quickly and on the cheap. You have to do this with, with a degree of um, investment and a degree of um, expertise.